had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Football Friday edition of the program. Merely, Bo, and the great Z returns from smallpox. You've been inoculated and you're back, buddy. Oh, I'm trying, man. I don't know if I'm. I don't know oh boy! I don't know if I'd say I was all the way back, but certainly fighting the good fight, brother. Oh boy! And, and wanting to be with you, obviously here today. Yeah, I, I, I Uncle Zest. I think it feels like our Zest meters at about a four and a half. Uh, if out of ten, I think we're probably up to like a five. I've got, I've got some. Yeah, you're zest. right there. Yeah, I've got some zest. We're, we got some zest. Last night was helpful for my for the zestiness with the uh, the Patriots coming through, but. Just want to say thank you so much for kind of holding down the fort this week. I hate obviously being sick and, oh, and dude, missing dude. missing any time here, so I appreciate it. You, you're safe, pal. I'm going to take I, about six weeks off coming up here in about two weeks, so you'll be well, able to not about really not two through, weeks. Really through no, no, like, no, no, hold on a second. Really you through about May. Get through the playoffs at least. Come on, at least going to be through May. It's going to be all you. Uh, no, we, dude, well, we got a lot of news. All, here. It might be all Gibby then because. I don't Just know. give it to give it. Yeah, I might be. Even the Jake, you got him and Uno and Ocho. Uno, yeah, Uno's got it. Let those guys run the show. Well, a now bit, that we know Griff it. has his own day, I feel like there's no reason why Griff can't run some shows. There's 100 percent he could run shows. Yeah. I mean, I, he's a he's an elect, electric factory. Yeah. Um, we had we got some news. Uh, we'll have some tomfoolery, and I, I do want to hear about your convalescing to a certain extent. Sure. Uh, save me some of the gory details, but we do have some news here and some. Not news here. Stefanski has not named a starter. Um, yesterday on the show, like, I don't think it's a big deal that he isn't. Like, Joe Flacco's getting the ones. Like, Joe Flacco's going to start on Sunday. This is me talking, not the Cleveland Browns and, and yep. certainly not Coach Stefanski. But I think, like, we can have a little bit of common sense here. And as you pointed out, and I gave you credit for it yesterday on the show, this is one of those ones where he can have a little leeway with gamesmanship because it's a drastically different approach if you're preparing for Flacco or if you're preparing for Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Yeah, and I think, you know, the truth is at this point, like, those plans are pretty much made, whatever that the Jags would have had to, you know, dedicate to DTR, planning for DTR. That time has probably come, but there's no you don't have to say anything outside. I think internally, you know, Everybody kind of understands what the plan is, and and my guess is we'll we'll see how that unfolds. But I think it's it's fair to assume that you know we have no starter officially, but I think every you know the signs are certainly pointing for Joe Flacco to make his second start. But you know you never know. DTR did play very very well. Those last three possessions that he had against the Denver Broncos all were scoring possessions, two field goals and a touchdown. So <laughs> maybe it's not just that simple, but. I guess we'll have to tune in and find out on Sunday, Bo. Yeah, it's and as as games go, and and we'll get to the, what happened with Pittsburgh last night, and and some of these matchups, including Cincinnati and, and Indy this week, like these are this is critical Big. stuff because 
you're all fighting for the same, you know, Huge. four spots here, at yep. the same three spots rather at the, at the bottom of the AFC. So the, these are uh, these are monster games that are going to take place this weekend. Um, we can tell you uh, that Trevor Lawrence practiced again today down in Jacksonville. Yep. Um, he was moving well yesterday. I've seen the video. I'm sure you have as well of of what he looked like today. I said yesterday on the show, like he's going to play. He's he's playing Sunday, and I'm sure we're preparing for that. Absolutely. I mean, let's let's. The facts are this: Trevor Lawrence has not missed a start. He's never missed a game. Forty six straight starts. He's one of three quarterbacks in the league to start right. every game since since week one of twenty twenty one. Justin Herbert's another one. The last quarterback who started for the Jags, not named Trevor Lawrence, was Mike Glennon in week seventeen. I got a little give a little credit to Andrew Siciliano who just texted me the following, which is. That Kevin is kind of saying, you know, Doug Peterson's playing silly games with Trevor Lawrence. It certainly looks like he's going to play. Well, I'll play some silly games, too, with, with our quarterback situation. You're going to get no information from me either. But I feel like that's kind of – that's where those, we're at. Those two situations are apples and avocados a little bit, though. In of that course they one, are. One is a franchise quarterback, number one overall pick. Uh, the other is is a very different circumstance dealing with, a, with, with different sure. things. But uh, le- that's probably a little Philly-on-Philly Philly crime there. It is, and I'm I'm for it. I'm not against it at all. I think that, you know, you think about Trevor Lawrence, and he's playing so well. He's accounted for nine touchdowns with only one interception over the last three weeks, five passing touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns. He's rushed for a score in three straight. Now, the one thing that could give the Jags pause, if we're being honest about it, if he is – if he's got a high ankle sprain, he's not he's not 100%, right? Could he go right. tough it out? Of course he can. And he's shown that he's done that. Remember, I don't know if you remember, uh, back earlier in the year, let me see what week it was, week number seven, he had hurt his knee in a win over the Colts on a Sunday, and then they played New Orleans on a Thursday, yeah. and they weren't sure if he was going to be able to play that game. And guess what? He most certainly did, and they won it 31-24. to 24. So I, I would expect to see him out there. Um, now, the only thing is, the caveat I was getting to was, it's hard not to notice what happened in week one against our defense when Joe Burrow was movement compromised. Mm-hmm. And so if there was any pause at all for the Jags, it might be this isn't necessarily the right situation to put a movement compromised quarterback out there now we would have helped our cause had we been more effective at getting to and hitting the quarterback the last couple of weeks because we don't have a single defensive line sack in two games but that's that would be the one area maybe of of pause for Doug Peterson here my guess is Trevor Lawrence was the one who was on the field against the against the Chiefs when Patrick Mahomes got hurt and came back and was like if no I'm playing it feels like Trevor Lawrence has that same mentality. I mean, the guy refused a cart for crying out loud. Yeah. You mentioned the streak. You mentioned all of it. Um, you know, for them, they they got us and then they got Baltimore. So that's their next two. Um, and and so I know Houston has the Jets this week. I'm not sure who Houston has next week. But that's really who the Jaguars are trying to fend off yep. is Houston. So you could see them just from a smart football standpoint saying, hey, let's let's sit this one out against Miles and that defense. And this defense is different when Denzel Ward is back, and Denzel Ward's going to play on Sunday as well. So let's sit this one out, and and let's try to get you as close to 100% as we can by the time we get to that game against Baltimore the following week. The other part of this from the Lawrence perspective is they're banged up on the offensive line too. 
Um, Walker Little ruled out their backup tight end and Brenton Strange ruled out as well. So some of that protection stuff for him is also uh, a little weary. And so, yeah, this I know he's going to play, though. I mean, we can you can act like it's the smart decision. And some of it's probably wishful thinking, but I would be absolutely stupefied if 16 wasn't playing on Sunday. Agreed. And it'll be interesting to see with Walker Little out what direction they go at left tackle. And that could be a big problem for them. Mm -hmm. I'm with you, though. I do think he's playing. By the way, for the Texans, you were wondering, Texans have Jets at Titans, home Browns, home Titans at Colts. So certainly a manageable schedule. Yep. The Jags the rest of the way have us, home Ravens, at Bucks, home Panthers, at Titans. So they should feel pretty good about their final. They should feel pretty good about being 11 and 6 worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, and it feels like Houston is going to be in that vicinity as well. That's what I'm saying. Like, these are huge games this weekend at, in, oh, the, man. in the AFC of the of the team trying to get to oh, those baby. four spots. Um, you know, that Buffalo team at six and six playing Kansas City this week. I, I don't see a scenario how you can drop to six and seven if you're Buffalo and make it. I, I really don't. I, I don't know how ten might not be enough for them, and they have like all the tiebreakers aren't in their favor, and they still have to play Dallas. They got to play Miami. It's a full day for them. They need to win one of at Chiefs home Cowboys. If they do that, it's feasible they go four and one and go ten and seven. If they win one of the Chiefs and one of the Cowboys, because Chargers at Chargers home Patriots certainly feel winnable. And then you don't know what the stakes will be week eighteen at Miami. What they need is Miami to either have locked up the number one seed or to have not at that point yeah. and not be playing. That that's you 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 have that have that pegged, my friend. Uh, other injury report news from our end: Amari Cooper with a concussion, um, and David Njoku with a knee. Both returned to practice today. Uh, for Chief, that was something I, I told the audience about. I mean, he, the guy played with his face burn off. He's going to play through damn near anything. Yes. Uh, Coop, Coop and the concussion, though, that would be he'd have to be out of the protocol. Correct. So I, one thing that's new this year is like you can return to practice, and then we hear about it, but you're still in the protocols. And you can participate. I don't remember that in previous years. Maybe I just misremember. It's part of going through the protocol. Okay. That is like one of the steps. So to practice and then if he does not have any symptoms coming out of this practice, that would enable him to to progress through. So I was trying to think. Like I thought DTR had two of those. I thought he had a Wednesday and a Thursday practice before today having a clean designation. But I could be wrong. So it's it's – it varies for different people and their baselines and all okay. of that. But part of it is doing, obviously, physical activities before you get through and then and, and getting back to where you need to be. And the only guy not on the field of those that were expected was Dewan Jones was, was not on the field as well. I, I know Coach spoke here in the last 15 minutes or so. I did not see uh, – I'll be candid with you. I've not been monitoring everything that was said. I did see his comments about Flacco, but I uh, wasn't sure if he addressed the, the Dewan Jones part of this or not. He said he tweaked his knee recently in practice. Or Dewan Jones tweaked his knee recently. They will see how that impacts him for game day. Okay. All right, there you go. So that's where I mean, Dewan. <coughs> Dewan's a guy that he's played through injuries. He's all he's shown his ability to do that. I would expect to see him out there as well. How would you describe what you've been through the last forty-eight hours? Unpleasant. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's, that's fever, chills, body ache, 
you know, and then you go to the doctor and, you know, take the COVID test, not COVID, so that's good. But it's just the flu, and he's like, yeah, you're fine. It's just going to, you know, it's a viral. It just it, it just has to run its course. Like, we don't have – I know that there's Tamiflu out there, but I guess they only give that in very particular cases. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be really needing it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm fine. The first the, – I'm every day has been better, but the first night when I was like – Fever, chills, body ache, headache, sweating, gross. It was awful. Zero zest. That's when you were at zero zest. That's when I was at no zest, yeah. None. No, I was completely zestless. Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, devoid of zest. Do you think, is it, I guess the only way to ask this is straightforward, so I will, and I understand that it's a harsh question. Did your and Nana's protocols fail you? No, maybe. I don't know. Because you have them. You have the rocks. I'm on them. I got it. She brought me a whole thing of the vitamins, and I'm running it. I mean, I am, I've got every day. I'm, the trend is yeah. very much improving. So I guess in you that sense, it's it good. But no, I look, I, I think, you know, you fly into Denver, it's below freezing. Gibe will tell you, we may have gotten sick even when we were like walking to the plane in Denver to fly to LA Sunday night. It was insanely cold. Then you're in L.A., which is nice and warm, and it's good, but then it's cold at night, and you get some of the hot, some of the cold, and then you fly through the night. You come back here where it's cold and damp. And yeah. I just there are a lot of people, unfortunately, who went on that trip that are now, you know, various states of, of ailment. Yeah. The but L.A. You know influenza. Listen, you play like a champion. You know, and part of the thing is, you know, the flu's not really here in Ohio, but apparently it is in California already. So Okay. We may have picked it up there, and then oh my God, uh, you're you're a splinter cell for the flu and then, in Ohio, yeah, perhaps. And then, uh, and then you know, you know that when you have a moment as great as the moment I had with Irv is, yeah, there was going to be like you know, there's got to be like can't stay too high. There's got to be something, right? Some something humbling. that just yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's that's sense. what I attribute it to. So thanks a lot, Playmaker. Yeah, well, look, it was all worth it. Totally. Footprints of greatness. Footprints of greatness. The good news, I feel feel much better, and, like, I know I feel like I'll be 100% by, you know, by game time. So I'm I'm a a more of a sure thing than Trevor Lawrence, I'll tell you that. You are, yeah, and I think you're both sure things. I'm seeing it in the kids' schools. Um, The Columbus Blue Jackets were wiped out by it this week as well. The NHL team down there, they they were wiped out with with illness. So there is – a pretty good spike going on at the moment uh, that, that is happening throughout. So, yeah, um, yeah, that, that's part of it. Uh, if there was something that ailed you uh, as good as Nana's protocols and perhaps a nice ladle of soup, bone marrow broth infested, uh, Pittsburgh sorcery has run out. It's over. Sorcery's <sighs> over. And I thought it hadn't run out. I thought they jumped off sides on that punt. Yeah. The NFL needs to, like, figure out this. Like, get it sorted nonsense now I understand what they're saying because those guys two of them moved on New England side clearly in relation to him moving his head Mm -hmm. but they've got to figure this whole thing out with the like games cannot be decided by if you think the center moves his hand or his head it's insane that it happened in our game um and it happened last night to them I was thrilled it happened to them same but but at the same time like that's a nuts call (laughs) like that's encroachment all the way. It's been encroachment all the way for 25 years. The idea that it's not now, it's nonsense. Like in the middle of a season, you can't just say all because you're, wanna, you're worried about the brotherly shove tush push. Which, by the, the way, is, 
only, it's a different play. Only Philadelphia can do it anyway, so who cares? Like, New yeah. England tried to do it at the end of the game to run the game out. Right. Yeah. Failed. Only New England's the only team that's any good at it. I mean, Philly's the only team that's any good at it, so who cares? But, yeah, like, you, enough with it. It's, it's silly. It is amazing to me, though, when you watch these games – like, I don't know if you were on fourth and two, he throws a bomb to Deontay Johnson. There's perfect mm-hmm. coverage, but you're just, like, holding your breath for the official to throw a flag. Yeah. Like, that, the decision to throw or not throw a flag in that case is outcome determining of the whole game. And I think they did a great job not to throw a flag there because it was good coverage. And really, Deontay initiated the, con- the, the contact when you watched it back. But that's what's so tough is, is you – I understand the officials, and they're in a very difficult job in trying to assess these things at, at full speed in real time. Mm-hmm. We've got the Sky guy. That guy needs to be more involved in terms of getting these things right or wrong. And, and then we've got a – there just needs to be a hard and fast rule on what's going on before the snap that is okay or not okay. Like, And if no advantage is gained, if no – if a guy moves the ball or he lifts his head up to look around or whatever and – Nobody on the defense moves. That should never be a penalty. I understand them saying they felt like that they only went offsides because the guy raised his head. At least like that caused something. But in our case with Posick, nobody did anything. Nobody moved. Uh huh. So what's the point of the flag? Yeah. I also think it's very difficult. Um, it, it's bothersome to me that the league, and I'm glad that it worked out against Pittsburgh yesterday, but bothers me like in the middle of the season you're going to say well now this is a point of emphasis like <laughs> right get through the year make a change like with what's going on with Posick, like he's doing the same thing he's always done yes and now it's a penalty his whole career it's not been and now it is and it's the most critical time when it's called on us that's a brutal play in a brutal moment and it to me it just does not feel like it's proper sportsmanship or, or even any sort of administering of the rules the way that they're meant to be administered. It bugs me that they have a point of emphasis in the middle of the season. I think it's nonsensical. Yes, you can have a point of emphasis in the preseason. That's what it's yeah, for when you try for to sure. teach them how to deal with some of the new rules. Not in the season. I couldn't agree more. No. All that said, somehow Pittsburgh, if you were to go back to two weeks ago and they're sitting at seven and four, and I think we did this when we went around the AFC yeah, well, they, North, we had them at nine and four, and you go, they're nine and four because they're beating Arizona and they're beating the Patriots. These are the two most hapless teams in the league, along with Carolina, for the last two months. You got them both at home. There was no scenario that had Pittsburgh losing one, let alone both. They get well, slumped by Arizona, and then they lose last night to the Pats. They're seven and six, brother. They're out of the postseason if it started right now. And that is the first time it's ever happened, right? First time that yes. teams ever lost back-to-back Correct. games to two teams, eight games under five hundred. Yeah, fact. Unbelievable. Both at home. It's it really is it really is incredible. It's good though. That's good history to be made. Yeah, <laughs> especially them. And by the way, I told you yesterday. I'm on an island yesterday doing the show, and I said, "Still, Steelers by a billion." Well, good. We on a were Thursday. In, we were in the same. We were in the same on that one. Good. That's what I was – I didn't think they were going to win, but I thought it was going to be like a 6-3 to three game. Now, it turns <laughs> out that uh, – how about this? I know uh, I was – one of the, somebody on Twitter that I – I think the great – I think it was a great Cleve TA. I think he went 6-1 to one 
on if the Patriots could score more than 21 and a half points. Ooh. And they had 21 at the half. Oh, no. <laughs> there had to be, though, some That's type painful. of a wager you could make on the second half that they would get exactly zero points, like that they would be shut out in the second half. Yeah, there if you were be, active. Yeah, there'd yeah. have to be some hedge off of that where you were guaranteed something pretty nice, but... What an unbelievable that's, – that's wild. They had 21, and then, you know, I'm watching the game at the end, and it's so funny because this is what's so wrong, in my opinion, with the way that we as fans and even commentators decide on whether something was right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, they needed to try to throw – either go for it, on, run it four straight times and try to get a first down in the game, or throw it on that third and, like, four – you never want to give the ball back to the Steelers in that situation. No. I understand you. Had, they had no timeout, so you run it or whatever. But it's so interesting how those things work out. Because had they just run, 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 punted, and the Steelers go and win, you'd say they had to be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Now, because they ran, 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 punted, and they didn't lose, now it was the right thing. It's just – it's wild. Just in those moments, I was thinking, you know, what if they're, if they're going to do this? Are they going to do that? I understand leaning yeah. on your defense, but – Oh, man, I just yeah. kept I kept thinking, all right, the Steelers have it. And then when they – on the punt, I was like, okay, that's it. The, the magic's there. But then yeah. it wasn't. Then it wasn't, no. And so now for us, as we bring a full circle, with a win Sunday, oh, baby, now you're talking. <laughs> oh, baby, five in, seed, in the let's a- go. Yeah, in the AFC, veins. you're talking big if if we can take care of a little bit of business. We this will a massive uh, get you game. set. It's huge. It, it really is. Um, and it sounds like it's going to be a little warmer than was initially initially prognosticated um, earlier this week when you we were looking at it. It was looking like high 30s. Now it looks like it could be, you know, high 40s. Um, so it could be wet and that type of stuff. But I think it could be a little bit of a decent day uh, down near the lake. Uh, we'll get you set with the matchup. It is a scores edition of the program as well. Uh, our baby boys we're getting back. Uncle Zest is back. He's at a five self-proclaimed five on the Zest, Zest level. That's more than any of the rest of us would ever wish for. We're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk Serious Lawyers, Serious Injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Time for the matchup presented by BallyBet, sports betting partner of your Brown, Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio. Went over some of the statistical stuff yesterday, uh, but now a couple of matchups to watch on offense and defense. And so for the specifics on that, we go to five on the Zest scale for him, a thousand for all of you, Dr. Z. All right, Bo, thank you very much. You know, the big matchup, I think, for the Browns is going to be 
stopping Josh Allen. Allen, third in the NFL with 13 and a half sacks. He has four and a half sacks in his last three games. He's got on the season, he's third in the NFL with 71 pressures. He has 11 games with at least three or more pressures that leads the AFC. Why is that important? Well, in Joe Flacco's first start, without pressure, 66% completions. With pressure, 26%. Quarterback rating, without pressure, 112. With pressure, 11.8, so it is going to be very important to keep Josh Allen on one side, Trayvon Walker, who has a career-high five sacks, the former number one overall pick. Uh, Those guys, that is a big, big matchup to watch in this one. Number two on uh, our offense versus their defense side, my friend? I definitely think we can get after their secondary. They're currently giving up, you know, 261.7 yards through the air per game. That's 30th in the NFL. Tyson Campbell is not having a great year, allowing 64% completions, 121 rating. Monteric Brown, 65% completions, 127 rating. So I think we can get after this team through the air a little bit. And they're linebackers who are great in the run game. Olakon is, I mean, he leads the NFL to 131 tackles this year. Led the NFL to 184 tackles last year. In 21, he was with Atlanta, led the NFL to 192 tackles. But you can get him in coverage as well. 83% completions, 96 rating. Devin Lloyd, 76, 119. So I definitely think we can attack them. The one guy who's playing really well for them is Darius Williams, the Super Bowl champ from the Rams, former teammate of Obo Karanquo. He's got 16 passes defensed already. That is second in the NFL, three interceptions. Uh, and he's only given up a 74 rating when targeted. So stay away from Williams, but he's only 5'9", so there is a little bit of a size advantage out there. If the Browns run, you know, say Cedric Tillman over on his size at 6'3", perhaps you have an opportunity to get some of those jump balls over there. But I definitely think we've got to be able to throw the football against them effectively. It goes hand in hand. And then really the third one is, you know, we're the number seven rushing offense. They're the number five rush defense. So they've been pretty good against the run, 93 yards per game, 4.1 yards per carry. But I think sometimes when that's skewed because they're giving up, they're 30th against the pass. So if teams are passing for a bunch of yards, they don't need to run for a lot of yards. Yeah, and the thing that's kind of – it's kind of interesting about them is you went over their, their pass yards per game and stuff. Uh, early in the season, they were creating a bunch of turnovers. That's fallen away uh, a little bit here recently. And yet when you look at their roster, and I know you, you've got your board in front of you there, like, it's like a, almost like a college football all-star game at, at sometimes, it feels like, with all oh of the God. names that are out there. And, and they, I mean, they've got a lot of dudes. It's like for whatever reason, they don't equal the sum of their parts. And now, especially that they're not turning it over, they're, they're not quite as formidable as you'd think. They still have 21 takeaways on the season, which is second most in the NFL, 12 interceptions, fifth, 63 passes, defense sets fourth. But, yeah, you're talking about some big-time dudes from big-time programs. Now, they do have Ola Kunz from Yale, so they've got some interesting ones. They also have a guy, I came across this, which was pretty good, Gregory Jr., who's probably going to play some nickel corner, and I definitely think we can get after him, is the first-ever draft pick from Washita Baptist. Now, I have no idea where Washita Baptist is, but he's the first ever draft pick from there. It's a Division II school uh, of some repute in football. I want to say in Alabama. Okay. Well, he's their first ever draft pick. Yeah. I'm pretty – it's it's definitely the Deep South. Um, I know that from my time covering uh, Valdosta State, which is a, a D2 power. And yeah, sure. Every, every once in a while they would play those cats. Um, so I, I do remember that a little bit from, from days gone by, but yeah, yeah. Good job out of you. 
Nice job on the pronunciation on that as well. Um, all right, let's flip it. On the defensive side, your number one matchup to watch, Dr. Z. Well, if they're without their starting left tackle, Walker Little, it's going to be all about, to me, going ahead and getting Miles Garrett going. And it feels like it's possible that maybe Blake Hance gets a start because last week when Little went out, Blake Hance is the one who came in. So we'll have to see how that all plays out there. But I definitely think our ability on the edges, on one side it'll be a backup, on the other it's Anton Harrison, their first-round pick out of Oklahoma, who's given up five sacks this season. So I think for Zadarius Miles and Oboe on the edges, we really should be able to dominate this team. It's been a, you know, well, I'm going to wait till you get to your three, and then I have a couple defensive questions for you. Number two. Number two, you got to limit the big plays and the explosives to Calvin Ridley. Uh, he's got three 100-yard games this season, nine catches of more than 25 yards. Zay Jones can get down the field. Now we catch a break. It looks like they won't have Christian Kirk. Um, and then in the short passing game, you got to watch out for ETN. He's got 40 catches for 346 and a touchdown. And you got to watch out for Evan Ingram. He leads the team with 73 catches, only 606 yards, 8.3 a catch, and a touchdown. But his next catch will set a franchise record for most catches by a tight end in a single season, breaking his own record that was set last year and tied this year. Yeah, the thing that's tricky, uh, and I think what you're probably going to see, folks, out of them offensively in the game, especially if we have inclement weather or if it's slop, um, I, I don't. They're, they're not really a team built to pound it. Etienne's more of a slight running back. He's, he's not a bulldozer. So um, I think one thing that you could see would be a, a lot of quick game in the pass game with, with Lawrence. So throwing to Etienne, throwing to Ingram, um, my hunch is that's the way they will try to do it in the game on Sunday. For number three, Dr. Z. Well, yeah, and you mentioned the run game. Etienne's averaging 3.8 yards a carry. Bigsby, 2.4. Dearness Johnson, 2.9. They're averaging as a team 3.6 yards a carry. So, no, they are not a dynamic running team at all. But that short passing game, and you're exactly right with Evan Ingram, he's second behind only the Chief in, with 369 yards of yak, which is second among all tight ends. Uh, with Trevor Lawrence, one of the best deep ball throwers in the league, the pressure is going to be the key, and I think we got to blitz him. Uh, under pressure... Yeah. His completion percentage drops from 73.6 to 47.1. His rating drops from 103 to 64. Blitz versus not, completion percentage drops from 73 to 55. The rating drops from 100 to 79. So that will be so important in this one to go ahead and, and get that pressure on him. Not having Christian Kirk's a big deal. He leads the team with 787 yards this season. He's a guy, kind of a big play threat. He has 11 catches of more than 25 yards. So you got to heat up Trevor Lawrence. And if it's not Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Beathard, listen to these numbers. Pressure is even more important. When he last started, which was in 2020, C.J. Beathard for his career is he's 2 for two and 10. But last started in 2020, with and without pressure, without 77% completions, 9.4 yards in attempts, six touchdowns, no picks, a 132.5 rating. With pressure, 34%, 3.5 yards per attempt and a 45 rating. So mm. pressure is going to be very, very important regardless of who the quarterback is for the Jags. But, again, we all expect it to be Trevor Lawrence. When you think about um, the lack of pressure that we've gotten the last couple of weeks, um, how much of it can – I mean, this this is obvious, but how is it is it more of a fall-off than you would have thought with the fact that Denzel Ward wasn't playing and so then you get a, maybe an extra split second – uh, in, in term from a coverage standpoint, or you can you, somebody's open quicker, um, and and how much of it is is also the fact that Miles, you know, has played kind of with like half of an arm for two games. 
You know, listen, we have a lot of guys who should be able to get to the quarterback and who are not necessarily getting to the quarterback as well as as they should be or that we've come to expect them to. Uh, I think that there's a lot of factors that go into it, but it's about winning your one-on-ones, and when you do get to the quarterback, it's about getting him on the ground. So that's what you got to do. You got to get him to the ground. It's not pressures are very important, clearly, as we talked about, but you have got to be able to get them to the ground, and you've got to be able to finish those plays. And that's what Zadarius Smith was talking about. You know, this guy who's used to having double-digit sacks, yeah. he's got to get the quarterback to the ground. He's hit the quarterback a bunch, but he's got to get him to the ground. And that's really – it's about finishing these pass rushes. Yeah, that's where we're at. It's it's a monster game. There are matchups that are in our favor for sure, uh, but they're quality. I mean, we've seen what they've done throughout this season and, and the type of operation that they have there. And so um, if Lawrence goes, and it's our anticipation that he will – um, this is going to be a full day's work on, on Sunday at Cleveland Brown Stadium in a game that would be so critical in your hopes of making the postseason. Good yes. job to you on that, Dr. Z. Very good Thank job. Thank you. All right. Uh, coming up next, perhaps Gibbe, too. We'll check in on Gibby's health, see okay. where he's at, because smallpox is ravaging all of us, or all of you, rather. Uh, so we will get to that coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, sports betting partner your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Pet Supplies Plus give you a chance to win tickets to home games all season long while providing the best deals for your pet at 75 stores throughout Ohio. Enter to win at clevelandbrowns.com slash Plus to receive your coupons. There you go. Good luck on that. Gibby, do we have you? Give it. Give it. He's oh God, he's looking at the phone. Hello. There he is. There, there he is. is. Oh, hey, Hi. How you doing? How's your vacation? Hi. How's your vacation? Boy, between you and my wife, man. She's like, Boy, you've lived your best life for two weeks now. Just I'm really like, chilling. Really? We sure about that. <laughs> Jeez, you guys got both got pinched. Were either of you able to, to use any of it to your advantage? Did you see a Christmas movie that you were waiting to see? Was there any downtime? I haven't had a, I haven't had a minute of downtime. They're like, well, hey, you're, I know you're, you're sick, but stuff. hey, yeah. uh, we, we got a pregame show on Sunday to get ready for. And while yeah, we're at it, why don't we talk about the next two after that? I'm like, how about we not? How about we talk about that on Monday or Tuesday? That's the problem, Gibby. For you, there is no replacing. You're one of one. So if Clear. you're out... It all goes to hell. Yeah. No, That's I know. That's the operation. I know. So, yeah. I'm with Gibby, though. Mine is just, I mine had a, lot is of just down a little sinus action. Yeah. Get, Z, have you had any any movies, anything you were able to do, Any any anything enjoyable? We did get a Office Christmas Party in, okay. which is, uh, I really oh, enjoy that film. Um, but, like, I'm, like, the last few nights, anyway, I've been, Tuesday, when the last few have been, like, asleep real early and waking up. Not so early and not feeling great, but we're getting there. We're getting there. And plus, I had to like, I had to. This is the second time that I've, I'm so used to my routine for the boards of being in the studio yeah. and getting it done. Like, this is the second week in a row where I've had to do it kind of piecemeal. And I'm definitely not as efficient sitting at my dining room table doing my boards as I am when I'm in the office and I've got uh, my computer agreed. and the printouts and all of that. Yeah, different mindset. Yes. Right. Well, and you don't feel good. And you're like, Ugh. yeah, it sucks. Yeah. 
All right. Um, this will put I, your uh, I'll, I'll do a quick Bootsy story for you. Uh, yes. Still haven't been able to unleash the ultimate punishment that that wasn't. But um, at, when you have children, you have a, a certain thresholds that they that the older ones have to cross over. And then as the younger ones come through, those thresholds become less and less. So, uh, for example, NBC could not play Fortnite until going into his fifth grade year was the first time I allowed him to play it. Okay. Um, Beamsy started playing going into fourth grade. Uh, so this week Bootsy's watching Beamsy play all the time. And I'm like, if you're just watching, what's the difference? You might as well play. There's no sense in you just watching your brother sure. play. Like let's, you know, you might as well enjoy yourself. So he went nuts when I let him play. And my only rule was you have to ask me permission first and let me know you're doing it so I can monitor how much and, and all of that. So he's fine, fine, fine. So he's so excited. So he's been playing for a day. So last night we sit home to dinner and he's down there playing. And my wife goes and says, uh, Pax, come up. Time for time for break or time for dinner. Nothing. Okay. One more time. Nothing. So we sit he down. Might oh, he might be on a headset. He might be on a headset. He might be on a headset. Don't don't protect your boy. Don't protect your boy here. Just saying he might be on so, a headset. So uh I finally say, Pax, now. Now, Bootsy, get up here. So he came up and we eat dinner. And he finishes dinner, and as soon as he's done eating dinner, he's like, can I be excused, can I be excused, can I be excused? And I know what he wants to do. He wants to sprint back down and get right back on the sticks and, and get back to the fortnight. And I said, did you enjoy that meal? And he goes, he goes, yeah, 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 Dad. Can I be excused, can I be excused? I said, well, you can, but you're grounded from fortnight. And he oh, goes, man. oh, God. <laughs> what? What did I do? I said, when we tell you to come up for dinner, you come on the first ask. Not the third. Yeah. Not the third. Fair. You come right away. That's the operation. That's the threshold. Took three times. Now you're grounded. Waterworks. I mean, he was crying so hard. He had a bloody nose. It was amazing. It was just amazing. I felt so. <laughs> but he's got to learn. He's gotta like learn. a cult. You yeah. got to break him the hard way. Yeah. Um, and there, savvy because we, I waited. I waited until after so it wouldn't ruin dinner. You wait till after. Yep. And then hit him. Veteran with move. Yeah, so that's that's the way that that went. So, but I still haven't dropped the overall big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the snaps. So, yeah. So this was the. This so was what's, where he stands. How's he doing in Fortnite? Well, I surprised. He's pretty good. Uh, like kind of right out of the gates because they just understand like the first person thing. Like for me, the first time I hopped on it. Oh, and by the way, I haven't talked to you about this. NBC is like he's doing Call of Duty now. Yeah, Call of Duty is pretty serious. So I'm. I was up here and it was earlier in the week. And it was well, that day you were sick Tuesday when you were really ill. And, um, and I started here like, doo, 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 doo. and I'm going, Oh, I know what yeah. that is. It's been a minute, <laughs> but I know what that sound is. And sure enough, chopper paratroop let's go. Um, so he was, he's into that now. So that was, that's been a long time since I played call of duty. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a good game. That one. I like it. Bryce never got into it as much. So yeah. I have certainly not done uh, much with it, but I mean, I, I feel like we got to get in there. Me, you, and uh, me, you, and Bootsy getting a squad on a uh, on Fortnite. Dude, be I'm great. so lost on the four. I would love for you and him to play. I'd be more than happy. That would be, be amazing, and we'll record yeah. it at just the back and forth of his zest, and then maybe his zest will bring your zest because you're zest blood brothers. So maybe that a shared zest. Yeah, a shared like zest. It. it would be great. All right, we've got uh, you guys. Both went three and two last week. I know. Yeah, I'm up two games on Gibbe, and he just keeps taking all the same picks as me. 
So you guys are he's he it's a smart play out of Gibby though, because he's not burying himself. True. So he's just he's hanging and and so he's two back. It's smart though week. to put it he's trying to put it all into one week. That's yeah, and then just smart. It is. And he could just go opposite the we last got couple time. weeks. We have I, I yeah. feel like we've got eight weeks left. Sometimes it feels like the season's over in two weeks, and then you realize that we're gonna be doing this. You know, a week into January, still in the regular season, and then yeah, postseason like a after week, that. A, a month from today is technically the last game, if I'm correct. You're right. Yeah. January 8th? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, all right, gentlemen. Uh, I think I started with you last week, Z, so I'm starting with you this week, Gibby. We're looking for Joe Flacco passing yardage. The number we're looking for is over under 250.5. <laughs> Question. That's if yep. he plays, right? Question. He's we starting. Come on. We we don't have a starter, so can it just be Browns quarterback yes. passing yeah, yards? Fine, fine, fine. Okay. I'll play along. Play the charade. Two hundred fifty yards. Two fifty point five. Uh, I think I, I'm going to take a little under that. Just under. a little bit, not a lot uh-huh. though. But I think we'll be under that. Uh-huh. All right, Doctor Z. Uh, uh, uh. I'm going to go over. Haven't had the time to study up this week, have you there, buddy boy? I uh, uh, Did you see the boards? They're the done. The boards, they're ready. They're, they're giving ready. up 261 yards per game, which if you factor out their sacks, means they're giving up like 280 yards passing per game. Right, Next. Next. Over, under. All right, this is a running back over, under. For you first, Z. Travis Etienne total yards over, under. Jerome Ford total yards. Etienne. Name Over. close. Over. All right. Yeah, I've, I've got to go Etienne as well. Um, I, I need our defense to show me. Stop the run. Stop, oh, et- stop the schmucks. He also doesn't have to split with anybody. Here's the thing. Did you guys – I don't know you probably didn't notice this, but last week when we did Kyron Williams versus our backs – yeah. The rushing total, Kyron Williams had 88, our backs had 87. Yep. It came down to receiving yards. Jerome Ford had a 33-yard reception. Yep. And Kyron Williams had a 24 yards in receiving, and that was the difference. It was eight yards difference. Wow. Between those two. Next. Over, under. All right, we're looking for receiving yardage. So, our best receiver. So our top receiver. So you can have either Elijah or Amari because I don't know yep. if Amari's playing or not. Yep. So you can have, but let's. I'm gonna have to do it this way. If Amari plays, it's Amari. If not, you get Elijah. Plus Chief, over under Ridley and Ingram. Give it. I got to go with our guys. Over. Come on. Denzel's going to be back. Maybe. Who knows? I no, don't he's know. playing. He's in. Stop it. Okay. I'm, I'm going like to. Power of I'm positivity gonna, from you today. I I'm like going to be the arbiter of truth. And anytime there's injury arbit- arbitration of truth, I will give you the real truth, Bootsy. Denzel's playing. Lock it down. <laughs> we're, we're going over us. So they get Ingram. And, and Ridley? Yep. Ingram and Ridley versus Chief and Amari if he plays or Elijah if he doesn't. Can I make three caveats? 
You can uh, uh, the the Boy. board will hear your ca- caveats, but I don't can't guarantee anything. Okay. If Trevor Lawrence plays, he's playing. And Amari Cooper does not play. I want the Browns. How about we'll do it this way? If Amari Cooper doesn't play, I want the Browns. If, but if not, I want the Jags. Unless, of course, Lawrence doesn't play, then definitely the Browns. I, it's I'm I've gone cross. What in the blue I, hell is that? I just went Pepe if, Silvia. I'm now drawing on the side of a map. Yes, I, I, mean, I want much. it. If it's Elijah and Chief, I want Elijah and Chief. But if it's not Elijah and Chief, I want the Jags. Unless. I don't care who it is on the brown side if there's no, no Trevor. I'm not going to do the second caveat. I'll do you this: if if Amari plays, then you want Jacksonville. If Amari doesn't play, you want the Browns. No, forget it. I'm going to go Jags, and if if Lawrence doesn't play, I want the Browns. Can't do if that. I only, for you. If I Can't only get that. one caveat, I get one caveat. Can't do it. Yeah, but you don't get to determine if the caveat is legit or not. Or not. No, you asked for caveats. I didn't promise you any. I was going to give you one. That was the one I was willing to okay. concede. Okay, okay. You're asking me to, in this case, predict mm-hmm. an over-under on receiving totals for guys who may or may not have their Pro Bowl quarterback. I feel like his availability, much like for the well, Matt Stafford one we, for you with the Rams, yeah. you took that game off the board because Matt Stafford didn't play. That's a totally different. That's scores. There are rules to scores. Like we we're having to do this on a on a Friday. I gave you one caveat. That's I gave you the Amari caveat. I, only, I don't want that caveat anymore. I only want the Lord. But how caveat. could you be so sure about? No, what, I only what, want this caveat. How could you be so sure what our receivers are going to do when we don't know who's going to start for us? Either a, either a how pocket about you just passer. Have faith that we're going to get it done. I am more of an educated guess. But we don't know situation. who's going to play for us. It could be Dale well, I, ed- I have an educated and, guess, and we could be running triple option. Could be. It's in play. Wildcat? Give me Wildcat. All right, so I'll just take the Browns. We'll just punt this one. I'll take the Browns. All right, very good. Next. Over, under. Sacks, interceptions, and fumbles. Three and a half, Zagura. I mean, it feels like it should be over, but we just haven't been that team in a long time, which is unfortunate. If Bethard plays, I think it's a lock that it's over. If Lawrence plays, I'm going to say under. Uh, but I, I think we're doing this with Lawrence is playing. All right. I'm going to say under then. Yeah, man. Over. Let's go. This could be a big Win swing the jam game and let's start playing some defense again. We need it, man. We play better at home. Let's go. Come on. Yes. Take the All over. Right. The actual... Is 32 and a half. 32 and a Gross. half, which is way low. Way low. Pittsburgh Iowa was 30 football. last night. Yep. Over. Over for Dibbe. Over. Over. Here's the only question I have for you. Yep. Well, you've had about 50 of them in this segment. Valid. See, look at now that Gibbe and I are separated. Because you're separated. You said share joy. Yeah, he's back to hating on me. You said share joy. I'm not. So here's the only thing that I would my, – my question. Don't you think that the current total and the current line, which has not moved, mm-hmm. are completely reflective of a situation in which Trevor Lawrence is not playing? No, because to, to your first point where you said has not moved, like everybody you talk to down there thinks he's playing. 
I'm just saying it moved so, from one and a half to three when it was in doubt. I think it's – my now, hunch is it's more reflective of the weather. Okay. Like slop. Because it's basically going to start raining Saturday night, and then it's going to start raining tomorrow morning. I think it's it's going to be all day rain into tomorrow night, and then it's supposed to move out by Sunday morning. Oh, so it's changed. It's changed a little bit, but and it's I mean, warmer. It's it's going to be forty three, mid forties. As long as there's no wind and rain, that's fine. No, yeah, it's going to be we'll wind. Both. I feel like. Yeah, I think it's just the garbage weather that's what's setting both of them. And they haven't been gangbusters even with Lawrence. I mean, they just lost to Cincinnati at home with Jake Browning. Jake They're Browning missed on four oh. passes. They're 6-0 and oh on the road. Six. Two of those oh. are in Jacksonville, though, right? Or, I mean, in London. England? They have London. not lost out away from Jacksonville. Who have they played away from Jacksonville that they that, that isn't in London? What's the best Go to road win? boards and tell us, Z. All right, here we go. <laughs> they beat the Colts 31 to 21. All right. They beat the Colts 37 to 20. Well, no, those both. No, hold on. They beat the Colts 31 21. Falcons and Bills were the two that were over there, right? Yeah. At Saints 31 24, at Steelers 20 to 10, at Texans 24 to 21. Okay, so the Steelers game is the most indicative of probably how the betting <clears throat> folks think this one's going to go. Well, yeah, but they were they won that game, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but they were, that's your thirty. That's a thirty point. Pittsburgh's they were worse favored. Than us. They were favored by three in that game, and at that time the Steelers but weren't were better. At that time, the Steelers were like, I don't know, man. But they've been fake good all year. You know that, and so I know the, the Steelers the desert. aren't good. People in the desert know that. Yes, I agree. All right, uh, we got your fantasy minute. Um, Hold on a second. Let me say ahead. this too. The Jags were just two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, I'm sorry, favored on the road against the Texans. Mm -hmm. The Texans are were one of the hottest teams in the NFL. I'm telling you, the fact that we're two weeks ago, the fact that we're favored still is Vegas is Vegas is more skeptical than we are about Lawrence. Maybe we'll see. I guess we'll find out if it moves when it's when he plays. Yeah. Like, if it goes down to Jags minus two, which it might, then that's by the big, time we kick off, yeah. you know he's playing. Clearly, yeah. I think he's playing anyway, but but we'll see. Um, all right, your fantasy minute coming up. That's right, the arbiter of truth when it comes to uh, your, your injury reports. Uh, final hour of the program on a football Friday. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, the recycling leader in Cleveland, family owned and operated, that know how to take care of your waste responsibly, whether you're a resident or a business, they got your back. Learn more by visiting Rumpke. Dot com. Time for the Fantasy Minute, presented by Scale Co. Capital. Could be an interesting one in Kansas City this week, Dr. Z, with Pacheco missing again today. No, he does. You're good. There you go. There you go. Uh, Fantasy Minute, buddy. Presented by Scale Co. Capital. I said there could be an interesting one with Pacheco this week in Kansas City. Oh, baby. You're not wrong. Seldom wrong right again, as I would say for you. 
this is you're getting down to it now. What's really hard is that there are still a couple of teams on buys, which is very rare for this time of the year, and this is often the game to get into the fantasy playoffs. So let's take a look at some of the things you want to get going for this week. We'll start at the quarterback position, as we always do, and we will take a look at the names that you need to know for this week. Obviously, your main guys, you're going. This is an up week for Justin Fields to me. This is an up week for Jordan Love to me. This is an up week for Josh Dobbs to me against the, uh, the Raiders. I like Gardner Minshew against Cincinnati as well. Uh, C.J. Stroud, I like him, but to me he's a little down this week with the tough matchup against the Jets, although I haven't sat him against anybody. But this week you could consider Like, I like Fields better than Stroud this week. Yeah. But Pacheco against Buffalo, but now you've got that Pacheco situation where he is out this week, as you were talking about. I don't like anybody in that Kansas City backfield. If it was going to be one, if you needed to pick up and play somebody, it's got to be Jarek McKinnon would be my guess. That's got to be the guy. Have they uh, officially ruled him out? Apparently so, because I'm looking at it right now. Not seen at Friday's practice. This says on CBS, out for week 14, expected wow. return week 15. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. They haven't said that officially. Um, Zach Moss, must start against Cincinnati. Rashad White's just been a very solid fantasy player. Obviously, you're going to start him against Atlanta this week. Kyron, Roll, ETN, yes. I'd stay away from Eckler this week because you just we don't know what's going on there. Um, and then Joe Mixon's getting a lot of work. I loved Zeke last night. I picked him up actually in one of my leagues. He was a great start because he catches so many passes in that offense. Uh, those are some of the guys to go with there. Wide receivers for you this week. It's the normal guys as usual. Obviously, you've been waiting for Justin Jefferson to get him back in. I think Nico Collins is a top, top, top play, like just period, must start for you this week. Um, I like Cooper Cup getting involved more for the Rams. I think that continues this week. I think you can start him. And then I love our own Elijah Moore this week. If if Amari is out, Flacco is going to try to get him the ball, and I think he has a chance to have a nice game here uh, against the Jags. And then tight ends for you this week. Obviously, the main guys, I like Jace Ferguson, I like Taysom Hill, Cole Komet, and then Goddard, I think, is going to be back, finally, for Philly, and if he is, then I think that Goddard is somebody who can get right back into your lineups. Yeah, it certainly does feel that way. It is crazy to have buys this late in the season, and you're right, yeah. I'm just getting that uh, that advisement from uh, Yahoo as well on Pacheco, who's on my squad, who uh, went from questionable to out. Um, so, so pay attention to that, uh, as, as you get closer to this weekend, you're going to have to really follow up on Sunday, uh, with all of that stuff. Our good buddy, Irv, your good buddy, Irv, um, was on, was on Jimmy Kimmel and, and this, this was from Michael Irvin on Jimmy Kimmel. Let's have a listen. C.D. Lamb is having some season for the Cowboys. He's, yeah, wearing, he is. he's uh, they're saying he's on pace, which, you know, doing it, being on pace and actually doing it are two different things, but to break some of your single-season records with the Cowboys. Right, and I love it. And he wears your number. Oh, you yeah. do love it? I love it. Oh, I, love it. I don't want people, people always ask me this stuff. I, I, I tell them, let me crack your cranium and fertilize your brain. Okay, go ahead. Let me help you out. Please do. Let me help you out. The react, why would I want my number retired? When you retire the number, oh, they put it in the rafters. And as soon as you leave time and go to eternity, they say, lost Michael today. Back to the game. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all you get. That's one the only time you get your flowers. With C.D. Lamb wearing number 88, every Sunday he step on the football field. 
when he misses a ball, they said Mike Irvin wouldn't have dropped that. <laughs> if he catches, if he, you know, if he catches the ball, they said look like Mike Irvin. <laughs> so no matter what, I get my flowers every Sunday. I don't understand why everybody don't do this or see it my way. It's amazing. He's such a he's such a flowers focused. He right wants now. the flower. Yes, he is flowers focused. Yeah. Well said. Santa, look out. All of it. CD, wear my number. Totally focus on the flowers. It's amazing. That is amazing. It's awesome. He's a great point. It's something you and I have always said on the retired yes. numbers front. Like if you if you issue thirty two and it says and you just put a Jim Brown something on this on the jersey Patch. then yes. it allows for a young kid to have a conversation and say who is that who is that on the jersey who might not otherwise know so he's exactly right like by continuing to issue it it allows for a conversation about our past and i i wish more college teams especially uh but pro teams too would, would see it that way i think it's it's a little bit of a, a no-brainer um 100%. one more thing uh for us obviously go navy beat army yep army navy is tomorrow um, so that, that one is in Foxborough. Belichick is going to be the, uh, one of the guests on college game day. He'll be in a better mood coming off of a win. Uh, much better. I don't think that he was, by the way, it doesn't look like he's deriving any joy from any of this. Although he did think of the first down, he gave a nice little sign, but no. he looks very pained on the sidelines. Wouldn't you be if you had, if you had thrown out <laughs> Bailey Zappi and you haven't drafted anybody noticeable in I don't know, eight years offensively. Come on, Zappy threw three touchdowns in the first half. He was Who's like, his uh, last offensive skill position player draft pick that was a hit? That was good. Like Aaron Hernandez? Hold on, hold on. No, keep keep talking. Talk for talk for one second. I mean, I'm, I mean, just the last one that was a hit. I don't even know. Like that he, Ramondre, I guess. Hold on. But uh, it's not a great list. No, it's not a great list. All right, let's take a look at it here. Here we go. Gronk was before Hernandez. Yep. All right. Come on now. Come on, Internet. Here we go. All right. So this year, no skill positions drafted except for much later on. Mm-hmm. Last year, hey, maybe Pierre Strong. So. The best one of the last three years was Ramondre in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Um, Not much. Damian Harris in the third round in 2019 was a pretty solid player. Uh, Sony Michelle had some nice years. I mean, he ran for you know 3,000 yards. He and picked him touchdowns. before Nick Chubb. Fair. Not in retrospect. Not a good move. <laughs> not the best. The best. He picked the wrong Georgia back. Yes. Uh, Jacoby Brissett in 2016. Let's see. I mean, we, I, I, you said, you know, it's been a minute. Garoppolo in 2014. That's barren wasteland, brother. I know. Hold it. Uh, Steven Ridley in 2011 was a good one. Him and Shane Vereen. Those were two good picks there. Then he had Gronk and Aaron Hernandez in 2010. I so mean, I would say it, 2010. Yeah. Those, that's the last time he drafted a star. You're talking about a, a stud. star? Stud. Yeah. Like a stud offensive player, skill position player. Yeah. None in 13 years. Uh-uh. And use, I mean, early picks on people like Lawrence Maroney, 
Chad Jackson was a second round pick out of Florida. Yep. You remember, I remember him. You remember him. I remember him well. War number eight for the Gators. Yeah. I was just surprised that he was a flop. Mm-hmm. Bethel Johnson was a second round receiver who finished with 600 yards in his career. Yeah, it's I, not great. Ben Watson in, in 2004 was a good pick. <laughs> Look at that. And then Brady. Give him Brady in the sixth round. Brady. <laughs> yeah. That's, the, that's really the, from a draft standpoint, it, it's just not great. Um, what did you make of the John Rom news yesterday? I mean, money talks, man. Like, yeah. how do you, ret- how do you turn down that kind of wealth? You don't, you, you don't. And so that's, what's going on now. I don't understand. And I was reading something that was sent to me by the ambassador cool about like golf is fracturing. Revenues mm-hmm. aren't up. Gates aren't up. Purses are up. And it's like, why are we trying to now fracture this into two competing tours? Like, nobody's watching Liv, and they don't seem to care. They don't and care. he thinks that Rom going may be what it needs to unify everything. So that Rom's so, actually leaving is going to result in what goodness for golf as a whole. Well, remember, they, they, were gonna, they, they have an agreement to buy the PGA Tour. Um, but the framework of that agreement expires on December 31st. So if I understand this correctly, I actually think it's the opposite of what the ambassador is hypothesizing. I think this is Liv trying to strong arm the PGA Tour to acquiesce to all of their demands in this purchase. Well, don't you think it also – it diminishes the value on the PGA side if Rom is Liv? Does it? I think so. I don't. I don't think he moves the needle at all. I don't think like these live events draw 120,000 people on the television on CW. Like no one's seeking this out. They're not. No, now, they don't care. No. And I'm not. They don't su- care about it. So I don't even know what the end game of this is. But I think there's the the only person in that sport who moves the needle is Tiger Woods yes. for non-golf people. That's yes. it. Everybody yep. else is just a guy. It, it's just a guy. The golf yep. courses are the stars. Yep. It's the majors and it's the golf courses. Those are the stars on the PGA Tour. So you don't have that familiarity with Liv. And so to me, I mean, to me, this is more of like a 10-year-from-now play. To me, everything they're doing with overpaying for all these guys, because there's no way John Rahm is worth $400 million. Nope. In terms, there's, there's just zero chance, or Dustin Johnson or any of them. They're not. They nope. don't drive any audience whatsoever. You've seen those crowds at, at Liv events. So it, it really doesn't do any of that. So what it, what it comes down to is I think all of this is just about breaking the PGA Tour. Well, yes. Agreed. Agreed. Which they might do. Yeah, which is wild, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, that's where you're at. Um, the Rolling Stones Hackney Diamonds Tour will be at Cleveland Browns Stadium on Saturday, June 15th. Tickets on sale now. Visit clevelandbrownstadium.com slash Rolling Stones for more information on that. Your keys to victory, your forecast coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com.
Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the preferred provider of copiers and document services for the Cleveland Browns. They'll tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000. Visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Time for the keys to meeting the Jaguars at home on Sunday. For those keys, we go to Dr. Z. Well, Bo, as always, it's very simple, right? The first thing you got to do is take care of the football, win the turnover battle. We have still had on this season one game. Under Stefanski, we usually average six a season. We've had one game without a giveaway all year. Obviously, that was the route over Arizona. Can we have a clean sheet? They like to take the ball away, 21 takeaways on the season. You mentioned that's cooled off recently, but that will be so important, number one, to getting the job done. Number two, you have got to get after the quarterback. We think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. It doesn't matter if it's Lawrence, if it's C.J. Beathard. Pressure burst pipes, and that will be the key to slowing down a dynamic passing attack. By the way, without their leading receiver and without their starting left tackle, I think you have an opportunity to kind of contain this passing attack of the Jags and be that number one defense that we have been, really, and our numbers at home are so good, be that team so far this year. So that would be two. And then number three is if Joe Flacco is the starter, and obviously you and I believe that that is likely – you got to protect him, too. You just got to give him time. When he has time to operate, he is incredibly effective. That is going to be critical for him and for this football team on Sunday is to get the run game going. I want to see a little more Pierre Strong, but on top of that, you've got to protect and give him an opportunity to get the football down the field. And, boy, the way, wouldn't it be fun to see Marquise Goodwin make a yes. play? I mean, we're still waiting. Three catches for 10 yards on the season for Marquise Goodwin. Man, I never would have thought that. If you go back to those May practices, we were watching him. Oh, yeah, but then he had the blood clots, right. and that just kind of derailed everything. And, and, you know, then the concussion, and just it's never it's never gotten out of first gear, and that's been unfortunate. He had a couple of shots early in the year where the mm-hmm. ball just hung up against Cincinnati. But, yeah, I, you'd love to get him going as well. Yeah, that's that, that'd be fun to see that, it, you know, a little bit. I mean, th- this is this fits him with what Flacco is. There's no question. Uh, it fits what what he cap- what he's capable. It'd be fun to see that a little bit. Your your forecast for Sunday, provided it is what it says. And remember, in Cleveland, this could change any, any ten minutes. But right now, it looks like the rain should slow down by the time you get to kick. Potentially even be over by kick. Winds will be ten to twenty miles an hour. Tem- temperatures in the mid to high forties Sunday down on the lake, which quite honestly for Jacksonville is going to be less than comfortable as you can imagine. Uh, All right, coming up next, it is time for the scores, kids. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, let Tide Cleaners take care of your laundry and dry cleaning needs this holiday season. Enjoy 10 bucks off of 40 or more all month long with the code BROWNS10. 
Exclusions do apply. Visit locally owned and operated Tide Cleaners in the greater Cleveland area and make the most of your holidays. It is that time of the program on this day of the week that we do the scores. Time for you to pay attention to them. Hello, Gibbe. Hi. How you living? How are we? We killed it last week again. Did you? Yeah, of course. Eight and five, right? Yeah. A, cu- a pair of eight and fives, Gibbe. Well, good. And already want to know good, this week. I, I, see, I, I don't think you were good last or two weeks ago. What? Rallied. We are. Two weeks ago, I was eight and seven. Bo was ten and five. Well, where do we stand? Where do we stand now? Are we like right. a thousand games over five hundred? See, hold on, hold please. Uh, you are fifty-five, and I am forty-nine. Yeah. Well, make it fifty-six. That's right. You got the Steelers yesterday. You're welcome. Well, we got the the yes. The Pats. Yeah. Nailed it. Well, we said Steelers by a billion. By a billion. There you go. On a Thursday. All right, Gibby. Let's keep the good times rolling. All right, boys. Let's let's do it. Let's dance. And we start in the NFC South. And an interesting one. By the way. Yep. I don't know. Maybe I missed this. But, Bo, um, I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, Okay. Uh, actually, Z, I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, Mr. Bishop exceeded anything that you have ever done in terms of the guest spread. Oh, God, I did. I had a day, buddy. What you, you did? I, you, you did. Were, you gave me your spirit. I crushed it on the guest the, guess the spread. I think I was 10 and 4 or something like that, wasn't I? Correct. Yes. Yeah, Beautiful. That's crazy. So that puts well, us. We're a combined now on that one. What is this, week 14? Yeah. We're, we're combined 10 and 4 on that. Fantastic. I love to be part of the success. Yeah. Everybody wins. Everybody, all Stacking the, dubs. Lots of winning. All right, boys. Right off the get-go, Tampa Bay visiting the gutless first-place Falcons. Tampa Bay 5-7 and seven on the year. Falcons 6-6, six and 4-2 six, and two at home. Bishop, lead us off. I mean, I hate, I don't like that guy at all. Um, I did see some conjecture this week. Uh, now it being written, the written word is writing that, that Justin Fields to Atlanta is there's gathering momentum around the league. So it's all perhaps really out. I wish I feel like I, we yeah. put that together. I think we did too. I think we were a big, big part of that. Um, world's team, as you know, everyone's listening. I, I hate going, I hate giving that, doing anything with that guy, but Atlanta's playing decent at the moment. And I feel like Tampa Bay's kind of pushed the chips in. Uh, I like Atlanta winning this one, 16-13. Zagura? Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't like Atlanta at all. By the way, give a, Chris Rose wants to know if you're doing this from a payphone on 55th and Euclid. <laughs> Does it sound bad? <laughs> it sounds perfect. It sounds exactly perfect. like a payphone on 55th it and does. Euclid. That was yeah, a very apt description. That was pretty good. Uh Unfortunately, <laughs> I see this one. I just I, I can't do it. I don't care. I don't like the Falcons at all. Maybe they win, but if they do, thirteen to twelve. Oh gosh. Okay. Very good. Same but different. Well, I'm happy to hang up if you guys want to just take it from here. No, you're doing it. No, you're this great. is this no, is the aesthetic yeah. that the show needs when you're in quarantine. Show. You're good. Let's you're go. Good. You're good. Uh, up next. The Indianapolis Colts are seven and five on the year. 
they are five and one away from home. We were talking about Jacksonville being good. Yeah. The Colts are five and one on the road. They go to well, Northern Kentucky to take on the Bengals. Six and six, fresh off that Monday night win over Jacksonville Zagura. Bengals look pretty good with Jake Browning, but I feel like it might be a little bit of fool's gold. I don't think we're seeing him run that back. I like the Colts. I like the way they're playing. They find a way to win. They can run it. They can pass it. Uh, And I think they do find a way to get this one done here. Even if they were to lose, I think it would be by one. But I think the Colts actually win this one outright, 24 to 20. This one uh, changed a point and a half uh, on the scores. Um, from a pick em to uh, to two. So that's that's where you've gotten. Um, I, I'll go the other way on this one. Um, I think Jamar Chase is not going to have the success that he had, but you talk to people down there, they feel like T. Higgins is going to have a major, major role uh, this week. So I like, I like Cincinnati winning this one 21-17. Very nice. Uh, up next, the Houston Texans. Seven and five on the football season, hitting the road, going to Jersey to battle the New York football Jets. Four and eight on the year. They've lost five in a row, Bishop. Yeah, chaos around the Jets. Weather's going to be fine. I like Stroud and the Texans big in this one. Huge, <laughs> 99 to two. Ram it. Agreed. Same. If they win the South, is Stroud in the top three in the MVP? Yes. Feels like it. Uh, Up next, the Rams, fresh off of their win over the Cleveland Brownies. Uh, Hitting the road and headed east. The Rams flying across country at 6-6. Going to Baltimore, the Rams coming, or I'm sorry, the Ravens coming off of their bye week. 9-3 on the football season, 4-2 at their palatial estate, Zagura. Ravens going to go to 5 and 2 with their palatial estate. They're going to win this one 90 to 84. 90. Same. To 84. Yeah. Stafford and Puka Nakua at the back door. That's right. Gross. Uh, up next to the NFC Norris division. Uh, and those Chicago Bears that you were talking about just a few minutes ago. We'll see them next week. The Bears taking on the Detroit Lions. This one is in Chicago. Bears are four and eight on the football season. Lions nine and three, uh, and they are five and one away from their friendly confines of Ford Field. Zagura. I feel like the Lions can handle bad teams very, very effectively, and I think they will handle the Chicago Bears here. Uh, Goff, Montgomery, Gibbs, St. Brown, all of them, 27 to 10, Leones. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Detroit's been – it's been a weird couple of weeks for them, getting slumped at home by the Packers and racing out big against New Orleans. Uh, I I think they're getting healthy. They're getting right. I I like Detroit in this one uh, pretty big as well, 31-21. We stay in the NFC. We go to the NFC South. The only team in the NFL that does not have a win on the road in 2023, the Carolina Panthers, 1-11 on the football season. They've already been eliminated in the playoff race. 
they head to New Orleans to take on the five and seven Saints. The Saints have lost three in a row. The Panthers have lost five in a row. Bishop. Yeah, I, you know, by the way, with Arizona and New England winning, beating Pittsburgh the last two weeks, the distance between Carolina and the second worst team is now a couple of games, meaning the Bears are more and more likely to pick number one overall, yep. which is uh, pretty wild. They're going to pick first and fifth or sixth or something like that. It's going to be crazy to see what they do. Um, look, I think New Orleans is a better team. Uh, Carolina's got problems, but this just strikes me as like, 17-13, something like that. So I'll take uh, I'll take Carolina uh, losing seventeen to thirteen. Isn't Jameis playing in this one? I don't know. I, I have no idea. Carolina's yeah. dreadful, dude. They are. They're they dreadful. Saints six, Panthers zero. All right, we saw one of those last week. Worked out yeah. real well. Minnesota is 6 and 6. Josh Dobbs will be their starting quarterback. The Vikings 4 and 2 away from home. They travel to Las Vegas to take on the 5 and 7 Raiders. Bishop. I think Antonio Pierce and the boys uh bounce back. They've been playing respectable. I like them at home winning outright. Uh I'm going to go Vegas 20 to 17. Same. Interesting. Same. I had that exactly the same. Max Crosby's back. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Just don't have a good feeling about the Vikings uh, in Vegas. Up next to the NFC West, maybe the biggest number of the week. The Seahawks are 6-6. Six and six. They visit the red-hot San Francisco 49ers, the NFL's number one team. Uh, Zagura, your Ute. Your yeah, this this is a this is a weird one. It's a weird one because Seattle just played very well last Thursday night against Dallas. Yep, took them to the limit. Eleven is just a massive number. So this I'm going to violate one of my typical rules, and if I look back on it, I'll say what an idiot. Like it doesn't make sense to me why anybody would take the Niners with Seattle getting eleven. It just feels like too many points. So I'm guessing maybe the Niners will blow them up. But I just think this one is almost, it just is what it is. Like 11 points, a chance to get a backdoor cover when you're down 17 in the fourth quarter uh, is too good. So I think that the Niners win 50 to 40. It screams 31-21. Screams it. Yeah. Or 34-24. Yeah, I'm with you. I just think it's a touch too much. Um, I had that pen that way as well. Long before you started, I knew we were going to go the same direction on that. It just, yeah. Sometimes it just is what it is, and it doesn't make a lot of sense in a divisional game. Those usually those are tight. I, yeah, God, I, mean, I know they just slumped the Eagles. Can, right, we, you're coming off of that. You're flying back. Like yeah. I don't know. I it feels like Gino and the so boys. Many. It's a lot. Yeah, the big there is a bigger one on Monday right now with uh, with Miami. That Miami is 13 and a half with Tennessee right now. Jeez, that's gone up. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know if this game still has the same meaning this year, given what's going on. But the Buffalo Bills are six and six. They're one mm. and four on the road. Bills traveling to Kansas City, Arrowhead to take on Mahomes and the Chiefs. Chiefs coming off of that Sunday night loss to the Green Bay Packers. Chiefs are eight and four on the football season. Not sure what to make of either one of these two teams, but uh, Bishop, an interesting one here. 
this is a, I mean, it's kind of a loser go home for Buffalo. You know, how d- big of a hole can you dig? I mean, you're talking yep. six and seven. That means you got to win out to get to 10. Um, they're playing well. We know that the guys in the desert love the Bills, though, because we've seen inflated numbers with them all season long, one way or the other. Conversely, on the other side, um, we had it last week with Green Bay in against Kansas City at Lambeau that it would go the way that it did. Um, the notion, though, Z, that, that I'm going to – that I get Mahomes and all I need to do is win by a field goal at Arrowhead. It's just, are they really going to lose two in a row? I don't think so. I like Kansas city winning kind of a gross game, 24, 21, which would be a fun game, by the way, if that's what it was. I feel like it means a lot to the bills. I think that, you know, listening to you it's the last few weeks, the bills. you were like, when, when things have gone well for the chiefs this year, it's been because of Pacheco and fact. they don't have them. They don't. And this might also speak to your Lawrence theory, by the way, on us, because this number has been this number all week. And we just found out about Pacheco today. Yeah. It's interesting. Let's uh, – I'm actually going to take the Bills here. I think they get a huge win to get back into the playoff push. Would this be Buffalo's – so Buffalo beat Miami early. That's their signature win? Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah, they but- pumped them. They're, yeah, they're gonna get. They've gotten a lot of credit for signature losses. Like they got credit for losing to Philly. Yep. You know. That was like a game of the year type of a game. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sure, exactly. Sure. To the AFC West we go, gentlemen. The Denver Broncos. Tough loss last week at the hands of the Houston Texans. Six and six on the year. Three and five against the AFC uh, on the road, visiting the Los Angeles Chargers at SoFi. Chargers five and seven on the year, two and four at home. Staley still the coach here. Uh, Zagurski. I mean, the only thing that's keeping me from being fifty games over five hundred is my love of the Chargers, and I can't quit them. I think Denver stinks. Chargers, <laughs> huge, 50 to 12. You're blinded by Justin Herbert's glowing, flowing locks. Like you am. just can't get past them. Um, this, is a, this is a battle of if the Chargers had real ownership, they would have gotten rid of Staley last year and they could have brought in Sean Payton because he would have done it. This is the spot for Payton. Oh, yeah. With this group, this is the spot for him that uh, he absolutely would have thrived. I don't know <laughs> – I don't know how you go to New England and score six. I know New England's got a good defense, but come on. What are we doing? And I know there's weather. There's all of it. Um, Denver on a bounce back. It's going to be Orange Crush there for sure. It'll be home field for the Broncos in that game. Um, I thought it was illuminating talking to to Chris, Rose, and and also uh, Andrew about the Chargers' place out there and to see how far how irrelevant – they are. They. It's yeah. not like they just moved there this year. They've been there a long, long time now. What is it, six, seven seasons? Yeah. And they've made no traction whatsoever. They're just this completely irrelevant NFL franchise playing in the second most important market in this country. Or maybe the most important market in this country. It's wild um, how little impact they've had there. I like Denver in, going in there and winning outright, baby. Broncos country. Let's ride. 21-19. Woo! All right, then. Uh, sometimes you've got to wait all day for Sunday night. Sometimes you don't. 
This is one, it's a good one that you probably want to. Yep, get a nap in. Get a nap in in the afternoon games. Take a little snooze. Buffalo, know, Kansas, Buffalo Kansas City's afternoon, too, City. though. I know, but if it's, it's not good, eh, take a little breather. Shut the eyes for a little bit. Get ready. The Philadelphia Eagles, 10-2 and two on the football season. Off of that thumping at the hands of the 49ers, hitting the road. Five and one on the road. They visit the Dallas Cowboys. Six and zero oh at home. They have one signature win. It was over the Seattle Seahawks. A chance here for the Cowboys to really get in the get in the conversation at least. Oh yeah, to win the NFC East and maybe for that number one seat should the 49ers slip up. Bishop, isn't everybody looking at this and going, "Give me Philly"? How am I? I'm getting. Three and a half with Philly? Yep. Come on, everyone's saying that. And then you go and look at it and you go, God, Dallas beats Philly and Dallas a lot. And Dallas is rolling. I think they continue to roll. I think all the league is talking about on Monday is the Dallas Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender and what's wrong with the Eagles? And I guess what? I don't think it's going to mean anything when it comes to January, but I think Dallas gets to have and smell some flowers on Sunday and they're going to win this one by four, 31-27. Flowers, baby. Same. Flowers for for Irv. Yeah. A little bit of flowers for Dallas. You can see it. Yes, that, that's same. all anyone's going to be talking about if they do it. It's going to be the Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders. Nothing else that's happened uh, that's going to happen on Sunday is going to be a damn thing if Dallas beats Philly. And it feels like they will. So, yeah. It's a good slate, though. I mean, the afternoon, the 1 o'clock games have critical importance, guys. You talk about that Indy-Cincinnati game. Our game speaks for itself. Uh, the Rams and Baltimore, those are two teams that are both battling for the postseason. Then you get into the afternoon games. Seattle at San Francisco's got some juice to it, obviously. Denver has yep. some juice to their game with the Chargers. And then, obviously, Buffalo and Kansas City. 6-7. Six and seven, I, You think of those teams at 6-6. Six and six. Cincinnati, Buffalo, Teams that are used to playing in the AFC Championship or deep in the postseason. I know Cincinnati's beaten up, obviously, with injury, but you dropped to six and seven. It's hard to see a roadmap for you. Yes. Yeah. There are big games this weekend, man. I love it. That's when this is when football gets good. Yeah, there are. There are. And that's uh it's a pretty good, pretty good job. Good job out of you, Gibby. Gentlemen, we'll talk to you on the other side. Very good. Uh, and we'll be back next Thursday to answer your questions in the mailbag. The mailbag is presented by Cross Country Mortgage, official mortgage partner of your Cleveland Browns. When it comes to financing, they'll always get you home. Visit ccm.com today. Equal housing opportunity. We will get you set finally for our game coming up next. Get the picks on that. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, sports betting partner of Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, Sunday, Cleveland Browns Radio Network, 9 a.m., Browns game day with Ken and Gerard, 11 a.m., the kickoff show with Andy and Tyvis, and then at 1 o'clock, kickoff of Jaguars and Browns, The Voice, Jim Donovan, Z, and Gerard on the call on that one. It's a big one, Dr. Z. How do you see it? It is a big one, and I feel like the Browns snapped the losing streak. Kevin Stefanski never lost. He has never lost against the AFC South 7-0 and as a coach, and it was brought to my attention by Mr. Siciliano that Stefanski is 9-1 and all-time against Cat teams, 6-1 and <laughs> against the Bengals, 1-0 and against the Panthers, 1-0 and against the Lions, 1-0 and against the Jags. Therefore, we cannot lose. Browns. Cat logic. 
Undefeated. Bigly. 23-17. I love it. Same. Same. Nurse Let's yourself, go. brother. Need a, need, a, need a 10 out of 10 zest gibby on. Uh, you'll have or, my uh, zest. Uh, I'll get the adrenaline going. I'll be plenty yeah. zesty. 10-10 zest out of you on, on Sunday, my friend. Uh, enjoy that. The next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Runs Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today.